Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. So, it was a Friday afternoon. I was sitting in my house, way back yonder, before the cell phone age, and uh, there was a knock on my door. And I opened it up, and it was my good buddy and mentor, Ralph Hager. And I opened it up, and I was like, what are you doing? And because I'd spent a long time, about seven years, starting cold set at his place and day working with him and everything, and he goes, he said, get your saddle. We got to go. Where are we going? Because, man, you know, I got off of work, been working all week long. I had big plans just to veg out. And, you know, here's Ralph saying, hey, get your saddle, we got to go. Where are we going? You know, just sometimes you don't want to do that. He's like, we got to go gather some wild cows. And he just walks off. He says, I'm waiting for you in the truck. I gather up my stuff and I grab my saddle and throw it in the back of the pickup. Anyway, we drove about an hour and a half south into, if Ty thought, Kynosa was desolate. He's never been to Sanderson, Texas. And, um, <laughs> and uh, we drove out in the middle of nowhere, nothing but rattlesnakes and two-headed scorpions and stuff like that, and, a, and about 50 wild cows. And so the ranch owner was having trouble gathering them, so we volunteered our expertise ninja cowboy skills and went down there. And by the time we got down there, it was dark, but we cooked a little... Uh, built a little fire outside, and Ralph had some little ribeyes, and so he sat there, and he threw them on the grill, and uh, he, took, he had a bunch of uh, corn on the cob, and he wrapped them up in, you know, put like you know, a whole stick of butter and a corn, corn on the cob in foil and wrapped it up, and then just kind of set it on the side of the fire. Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever had a better meal than that. There was no moon whatsoever. I mean, the stars were shining bright. I mean, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, but you could sure see the stars. It was just one of those perfect nights. And so we grabbed our bedrolls, and it was a little, uh, I think it was a two-bedroom, two-story house. Like, both bedrooms were upstairs. And so we went up there, and they had like two, it's kind of a man camp looking thing. There was a twin bed in there. Ralph threw his bedroll on one bed. I threw my bedroll on another. And my old belly was full, and life was grand, life was good, until about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I had a TT. Bad. But the only time I'd been in the house is whenever I walked in and went upstairs. And I couldn't remember where the bathroom was. So I get up in my Superman underwear, right, and I'm walking through this house, and I don't even really know where I'm at, and I'm searching for a light switch so I can find the bathroom. I never did find the bathroom, but I did find the front door. Well, that worked just as well. So I went outside, and I did the little, you know, dance that you do, and got out there to the edge of the porch, and whoo, it was great. I'm sorry, man. There's no better feeling, man. There's no better feeling. And then you turn around, and you walk back in, and you realize that you'd stepped over the spot in the porch where there was a board missing, and I went right through the porch, skinned up my old leg, my shin was bleeding, 
I said some words that Jesus don't like. Got back in there. Couldn't find the bedroom this time in the pitch darkness, but I found a couch. So I laid down on the couch, and I know that there must have been a woman there at some point because there was 42 throw pillows on the couch. So I covered up with those. Went back to sleep. Ralph woke up the next morning, walked in there to find me asleep on the couch in my chonies, covered up with all these throw pillows with my leg bleeding, and he just said, 10 minutes. <laughs> he never even asked. You know, we had a great time. Gathered the cattle. No big deal. It turned out to be a great weekend. A great weekend. A lot better than my plans would have been sitting in the recliner, watching TV or whatever you do. But what you don't know is that I had just gone through a divorce. And I was pretty depressed. I was pretty lonely. Now, I was going to work every day. I was smiling whenever you're supposed to smile. I laughed when you're supposed to laugh. I did my job like you're supposed to do your job. But on the inside, I felt like I was dying. And Ralph was the only one that knew it. I often wondered why those wild cattle were so easy to gather. Come to find out they wasn't wild cattle at all. Ralph just used that as an excuse to get me out of the house. See, what I needed to do was get up out of that recliner and be the cowboy that God called me to be. And you need to do that too. See, I call that recliner cowboys. There's a lot of causes of why we might be some recliner cowboys. You might be having relationship trouble. You might be under so much stress that you've nearly given up and nobody even knows. And that just makes it worse. You might be having financial issues or maybe even a crisis of faith. You might be lonely or maybe feel like no one really understands you. You might just feel lost and don't know what to do next. You know your reason why. And God knows your reason why. And today, I'm going to give you five ways that will help you get your butt out of that recliner and get back to being who God made you to be. In Romans chapter 12, verses 11 through 13, the Apostle Paul gives us a, a great recipe for getting up out of that recliner, getting off of our butts. But I don't want to do this, but I don't want to do that, but I don't, I tried that before, whatever. Whatever your butt is, Romans chapter 12, 11 through 13 will help you get up off of it. In the simplified cowboy version, this is what it says. Don't be a recliner cowboy. Work hard at what the Lord calls you to do. Keep your eyes on the hope that God sent. Be patient during the pitching and keep on praying. Be ready to snub for those that are in need. And don't turn anyone away from your table.
People always tell me, like, I don't really understand what the Bible says to do. And that seems pretty simple to me. He starts it out, don't be a recliner cowboy. Don't be lazy in your faith. Be who God made you to be. The first thing he talks about is work hard at what the Lord has called you to do. Work hard at what the Lord has called you to do. Getting unstuck from the chair means doing what God already asked you to do. What is he already at? Quit something. You know, I, I don't know what God is talking to you about. That's why it's called a personal relationship. I don't know what he's talking to you about, but I know that if you are a believer, he's talking to you about something. You know, maybe he's telling you to quit something. Maybe he's telling you to start something. Maybe he's telling you to finish something. Maybe he's telling you to put more effort into something. Maybe he's telling you to change your attitude. Maybe he's telling you to change your job. Maybe he's telling you all the above. I don't know what he's telling you, but you do. I can see it in your eyes. You know exactly what God is telling you to do, and you know darn well that you ain't done it. Or maybe you've tried it for a few days and then you quit. Kind of like that diet plan. Or that eat more plan in my case. You know, you're never going to move forward. Listen to this carefully. You're never going to move forward until you do what God has already asked you to do. And a lot of times, I'm not going to say that it's not a big deal, but you know, most of you, he hasn't told you to sell everything and move to Africa, okay? He, 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 most of us, he's not doing that. That may come later, but he's been working on you about something, and you know it. You've been doing something that you know you shouldn't do, or there's a change that you need to make, or whatever the case may be, you need to go do what he has told you to do. You're not going to move forward until you do. Work hard at what the Lord has called you to do. The second thing that Paul tells us is to keep your eye on the hope that God sent. Keep your eye on the hope that God sent. What does that mean? Man, our hope, keep our eye on the hope that God sent. Who did God send? He sent His Son to live the life that we can't to make us right with God so that we are credited with what Jesus did, not what we do, and that's why it's called good news. we got to keep our eye on Him. He is the only one who can get you through the hard times, people. Y'all heard me say it time and time and time again, you know, people when they're going through hard times, they're like, well, I guess all we got to do now is pray. You idiot, you should have been doing that from the start. Maybe you wouldn't be in this predicament if you didn't. And I've been there. I've done that. He's the only one that can get you through the hard times, man. Where's your hope? If you don't know where your hope is, you don't know who Jesus is. He's the only one who can do for you for what you cannot do for yourself. You can't be right with God without Him. Because God laid out all the requirements to be made right with Him. It was called the law of Moses. And while it showed us how to be right with God, it also showed us that we can't do it. 
that we needed a Savior. We needed somebody to do it for us. And that's why He sent His Son to do it. He's the only one. Jesus, our hope, is the only one that can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Jesus is the only one that can forgive all of your mistakes and set you back on the path that you should be on. He's the only one that can get you back on that narrow trail. He is the narrow trail. We've got to keep our eyes on the hope that God sent. Yeah, we've got to work hard. We've got to work hard at what He's called us to do. I don't know what He's called you to do, but I know He's called you to do something. He's working on you on something, and you need to get up out of the recliner, get up off your butt, and do that. I didn't say it would be easy, but it will be worth it. He is the only one. Jesus is the only one that knows you completely and loves you beyond reason or expectation. Think about that. You know, because all of us, we try not to. Some of us work really hard at it. But we've all got that mask on that we put on for everybody else. Who we want others to think we are. Well, Jesus can see through that mask. He knows you inside and out. He knows you completely and loves you more than you can fathom. He loves you unconditionally. You say nobody understands you? Yes, there is one. There is one that understands you. So yeah, we got to work hard at what the Lord has called us to do. we got to keep our eye on the hope that God sent. The third thing that we got to do is be patient when the pitching starts and keep on praying. Listen, man, the present is never permanent. If you are going through a hard time right now, it looks like it'll never change. It will. It will. Because the present is never permanent. The old devil will whisper in your ear that, you know, at these hard times, man, it's always going to last. No, it won't. It might get worse, I'm sorry to tell you. But you know what? If it wasn't for the valleys, we wouldn't be able to have mountains. We've got to be patient when the pitching starts and keep on praying. When we wait on the Lord, be patient in the pitching. When we wait on the Lord, what does the Bible say? It says we are lifted up on wings like eagles. We will have our strength renewed. We run and do not become tired. We will walk and not grow weary. Does that sound like your life right now? That you're soaring on wings like eagles? That, uh, that you have a strength inside of you that's been renewed? That you can run and not be tired? Or would you just say, no, I'm tired. I'm tired. Be patient when the pitching starts and keep on praying. You know, prayer is a conversation with God, not a shopping list. It's a conversation with your dad, your heavenly father. You ain't got to talk all fancy with him. You ain't got to say some magical words like, you know, throw in... You know, hallelujahs and all that stuff, man. Talk to him like you'd talk to the greatest daddy ever because that's what he is. You can tell him your hard times. He already knows. You can tell him that what you're struggling with, he already knows. 
but verbalizing that to him has a soothing effect. And I think that we trade our troubles for his strength when we go to him. Be patient when the pitching starts and keep on praying. So how do we be patient? That's tough. Very many people mastered that. Well, here's some tips for being patient. Be present. Be present. How fortunate are we right now? Right now. To be meeting with over a hundred other people that think like us, that work just as hard as we do, that have the same values, that have the same goals, that have the same dreams, that we live in a country right now where we can meet together and worship God. Man, we have so much to be thankful for. We need to be present in the moment, and we need to be thankful. It's really hard to be impatient if you're extremely grateful. Okay? Tips for being patient. Be present. Be grateful. And be there for others. Be there for others. And that leads us to the fourth thing. Snub for those in need. Now, if you don't know what snubbing is, let me try to explain it quickly. Let's say that Ty's going to snub for me. I'm going to get on a colt for the first time that might be bad to buck, or maybe not, just maybe for safety's sake. I'm going to get on and the Colt's going to have a halter and a lead rope. Ty's going to get that horse right up on his leg, take about three or four dallies around there, and get on, and that horse ain't going to be able to do anything. Okay? He's not going to be able to get his head down and buck me off. He may climb in the saddle with Ty, but that's on Ty. <laughs> I may be riding both of them before it's over. But that's what snub it is. It's helping somebody else out. It's being there for somebody during a difficult time. When we are there for others, you know, our problems seem less magnified. Because you know what? Somebody out there has it worse than you do. Somebody out there is going through things that pale, makes our problems pale in comparison. Now, I'm not saying to compare it, but when we focus on our own, they seem like the biggest things in the world. But when we go to help others and snub for others, we think, oh my gosh, you know, I might not have it as bad as I, I do. Now, pain is pain. I understand that, and I'm not making light of it. But when we are there for others, our problems don't seem as big. When we focus on ourselves, our problems are magnified. Our problems are magnified. You know, I, I read something this week. And it said, the reason that you should never try to be happy is because you can't be happy all the time and you'll feel like a failure because you've been trying really hard to be happy all the time and when you're not happy, you feel like a failure. You know, just put one foot in front of the other and just keep on keeping on. And be there for others. Do what God has already asked you to do. I don't know what he's asked you to do. 
I don't know what he's talking to you about, but whatever it is, do that. Keep your eye on the hope that God sent. Man, do you, is, your, is your relationship with Christ, man, is it, is it growing? Or are you searching for it? Be patient when the pitching starts and keep on praying. Snub for those in need. The best way to get something from God is to give Him away to somebody else. Think about that. The best way to get something from God is to give Him to somebody else. And we should do more of that. That's how we snub for Him. And finally, and finally, we've talked about doing what God called us to do, keeping our eye on the hope that He sent, be patient when the pitching starts and keep on praying. Snub for those that are in need. And finally, the last thing Paul talked about in those verses is don't turn anyone away from your table. Don't turn anyone away from your table. Watch out for who God puts in your path. Watch out for those that God puts in your path. Now, Jesus said that we are the light of the world, right? That we are like a city on a hill. Now, does that city on a hill run around like a chicken with its head cut off trying to find some darkness to light up the night? No, it just shines bright, right? People in the darkness can see the light and they go towards the light, right? That's what you're supposed to do. You want to do something for God, man? Just let God's light shine bright through you. He will put people in your path, but when He does, don't turn them away from your table. And, it, and that's, that's not just like you're going to feed them a meal. That's helping people. You know, if you know somebody in the hospital, don't come tell me that they're in the hospital. Go see them. If you know somebody that's hungry, don't tell me that they're hungry. Come out to the ranch and get some meat, and you take it to them. If you know somebody needs prayer, don't call me and 50 other people and say that they need prayer. You hit your knees and you pray like you've never prayed in your entire life for them. Now, I'm not saying that you can't ask for prayer for somebody, but you know what? I think a lot of times at those prayer deals is we just kind of, it's a pass-the-buck prayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kevin, I really need some prayer. Hey, Ty. Oh, Billy Bob needs some prayer. Ty's Mitch, Billy Bob needs some prayer. None of us prayed for him, but we sure told everybody else to pray for him. It would be better if you never mentioned it to anybody and just hit your knees and prayed for them. Don't turn anyone away from your table. If God puts them in your path, you take care of it. If you need some help, let us know. We'll snub for you. You know, we've all been guilty of sitting in the recliner. But once again, we need to do what God has called us to do. We need to keep our eyes on the one that he sent. We need to be patient when the pitching starts and keep on praying. We need to snub for those in need. And we should never turn anyone away from our table. No matter what. It's time. It's time. It's time for you to get back in the fight. It's time for you to get back to who you know God called you to be. It's time 
for you to grab a hold of the abundant life that Jesus promised. It's time for you to just to see just how strong God can make you. And it's time for you to get out of the recliner, tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the kennel, take a deep seat, and go and be who God made you to be. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father, You give us all we need to complete Your mission. But just because You'll do this doesn't mean it'll be easy. The life You've called us to is not easy. But you know what? It is absolutely worth it. You are the only way to find out who we are and what we are truly capable of. With You, greatness awaits. Each and every not just for a little while, but for all eternity. And it's in Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have you ever dreamed of being a cowboy? Do you long to ride for the brand? If you're one of those rare individuals, then we at Save the Cowboy have something just for you. We believe that you are capable of more than you ever imagined. We are offering you the chance to ride for the Lord and save the Cowboys Long X Ranch. We can show you how to be stronger, go further, and ride harder than you ever thought possible. And you know what? We just happen to have a spot for a cowboy. You ready to saddle up? A Long X Ranch cowboy is a person wanting to take their relationship with God to the next level. Our cowboys strive to live a life worthy of their calling and help save the cowboy, gather the lost, and bring back those that have strayed away. Are you ready to take the outside? If so, go to SaveTheCowboy.com and sign up today. We'll be waiting on you.